the podcast very few have asked for. The place where you'll get the truth, if you can stay awake long enough. Yes, you've got it. It's sad sex. Yes, my bloody oath it is. Snag says, Podcast 18. Hi, everybody. Haven't spoken to you for a while. It's been a long, uh, long year. I guess we're, we're now moving into summer here in Australia for our uh, North American friends. Hello, friends over there. Um, good luck with the midterms. Um, you've got that to uh, think about. We're watching over here. Anyway, I'll get on to that. Midterm elections. Hi, everybody. Snag Says Podcast 18. 18. Goodness me. This one's been a long time coming. That's my fault. Um, just didn't feel it for a while. Get over it. Um, I'm okay. All's good now. And uh, actually firing on all cylinders, which is a bit weird for me uh, to actually be feeling good, enjoying summer. I missed summer last year because of the bloody accident. You're sick of hearing about the accident, so I'll leave it there. But uh, not being able to get out in the sun and living 400 metres from the greatest ocean beach on the planet, uh, it really it was tough, you know, I missed it. So this year I've, uh, I've done a full year of rehab. Now, not Amy Winehouse rehab. I have to say that quickly because everyone thinks, oh, you knew he'd go off the bloody rails. No, um, it's been pulls and jerks and cocoon in the pool with my older friends and uh i'm actually at a level of fitness which uh, kind of suits me and uh surprises me so uh, I, I feel like i'm back i must admit through the middle of last year last year this year 2018 isn't it um well, for those that don't know um i'm happy to talk about it i uh, suffer from depression have done for quite some time um, and uh, I've undergone counselling for it you know, 10 years ago. And uh, I pretty much had it under control, I think. I hadn't suffered about for a while. And uh, halfway through the year, I really, uh, it returned. And uh, I was in a bit of a mess there for a while. And, uh, you know, the old story of not wanting to get out of bed and that sort of stuff. And uh, motivation was down and all that. Uh you know, after uh, I reckon that lasted about three months, I recognised it. Went back to the dock um, and uh, spoke to people that mattered and all that sort of stuff. And uh, I think I've pulled out of it. In fact, I've, I don't want to pull out of it too far because that you know mania you go up and down. But I, I'm good. I'm good. And uh, I know the difference between pretending to be good and really good. So I'm okay again. I'm good, and I want to do a podcast, and I want to. Uh, I'm working again and uh, not making enough money. Freelance journalism, there's no money in it. Kids, flip burgers, wash cars, do anything. But uh, yeah, I'm making enough to, uh, oh, you know, pay the bills on the third angry red letter. So that's all good. Uh, the lads are doing well. Spencer's in town, working very hard. Gus, he's here with me still, thank God. God bless him, big Gus, six foot four of the lanky bugger. He's still here, and uh, I'm very happy with that, working in Geelong. He's in the third year of his apprenticeship. Uh, gets up early, goes to work, and uh, I'm very proud of him. So what have we got on podcast? I mean, that's gl- I'm glad you asked that. In fact, I'll just put on my glasses because I can't see shit. Where are we? 
tonight's shenanigans, today's shenanigans. You're listening to this today or tonight, I wonder. Sometimes I say, oh, what are we doing tonight? And I think, well, that's completely sort of time-dated and stamped it, hasn't it? If someone's listening to it in a day, they go, well, this is old. So let's, we, we can live in Narnia, all right? So whatever time it is with you now, that's what time it is. So that's the beauty of podcasting. It's not old. It's, it's, of course, it's in the past. I mean, it's got to be in the past, isn't it? Not changing space-time continuum here. Uh, but it is, uh, it's current, and that's the beauty of it. Like, we can talk about stuff that's happening now, and with a bit of luck, it'll still be current when you're listening to it. Uh, you might be in the car, you might be in the bath, um, hopefully, you know, uh, maybe the toilet. Maybe you've got one of those little uh, Bluetooth speakers in the toilet. I've got one in the bar, in the oh, bath, in the shower. I have got one in the bath, actually, my UE Boom 2. Uh, that goes with me. I listen to a podcast in the bath. So wherever you listen to it, maybe that's what we uh, we enjoy about podcasting. It's a little bit like Netflix. You can... Uh, Netflix, you can put it on when you feel like it. And, uh, yeah, I think that's, uh, you know, as I've been telling you for quite some time, podcasting is on the way back in a fairly big way. Not so much on the way back. What am I talking about? The reason I said on the way back is I'm looking at the levels now and I'm wondering if I've cocked it up. And that will always throw you out. So just let me stop and have a look at the levels. Okay, relax. All good. Levels are fine. And uh, you can see, see, that's the reality of podcasting. You get, I'll leave the crap in. That's mainly because I can't be bothered editing it. Yeah, so the depression stuff, um, I do like to talk about it because it's important that people talk about it. I have, uh, I take a drug that sorts me out. All it does is uh, just stops me feeling really blue. Um, I don't think it knocks the edge off. If it does, by geez, I must be clever. Um... Yeah, so all th- through all that, but uh, if anyone else is having a little bit of stress with that, you, you know, this is easy to say, uh, but talk to someone, uh, not an easy thing to do. And people that are around a depressive person, they won't talk to you probably, so it's up to you to make the running. So make contact, don't try and fix it for them, just be there, listen, make cups of tea, cuddle, that sort of stuff, just be there. Don't try and fix it. All right, that's serious enough for uh, the depression side of it. So I'm out of that. I'm feeling good. Um, Now, I've got to be a little bit careful here, but um, I have have made a friend and uh, I won't go into that too far, mainly to protect her innocence. (laughs) But AMK, you know who you are. That's a friend of mine um, and we're a bit more than friends. We're not quite sure where it's at at the moment, but it feels good. And uh, that's helped too, you know, just I'm out and about. I'm sort of a lady friend to enjoy life with. And it's been a long, long time since uh, I've had that. And uh, that's making me feel good too. So it's all pretty good. The surf's good. I'm dying to have a surf. Um, My hip's still a bit sore after smashing it in 107 bits last year. Um, So I've got to be pretty careful about that. Uh, but I'm hanging out for a surf, so by gee, you know, world's good. We, let's see if I'm funny and interesting, um, happy, because um, you know I'm not very happy, uh, funny and interesting anyway. But I figure, along with uh, 
a degree of sadness become comes a degree of articulate art. That's a bit pretentious, uh, pret- uh, pretentious, isn't it? Pretensive. Well, obvious, obviously, you lose your ability to speak. All right, uh, eighteen. What have we got tonight? I've written this so roughly. Oh yes, I'll just run through what we've got for uh, podcast eighteen. Just so you've got a bit of an idea. You know, like when you, you like to know what's coming up, don't you? Everyone wants to know. You don't want this anarchic podcast where you go, well, I don't know what he's going to fucking talk about next and what he talked about last. You want to know. So I'll give you, like, the contents page at the front of a magazine. Remember magazines? Yeah. Remember them? Before Mr. Internet came along? Uh, right. Uh, snag Bullet. Well, Snag Bullet. We all know about Snag Bullet, don't we? If you don't know about Snag Bullet. Now, it's a metaphorical bullet. All right? I get a few letters at uh, stagsays at gmail.com. I get quite a lot of letters there, actually. They're not letters, really, are they? But anyway, I get correspondence. And there's been a few complaints about Snag Bullet. They say, oh, you need to, you know, bullets are not something you should be talking about. I sort of get that. You know, maybe it's time to make it Snag Lash or something. But for tonight, it'll still be Snag Bullet. I'll think about that. I don't want to soften back too much, you know? I want to keep the edge because people will say, oh, you know, you've gone soft. Um, excuse that noise. That's uh, Perhaps I should have uh, closed Facebook. Anyway, I didn't get over it. Um, yeah, so we've got Snag Bullet. Uh, now we've got Underrated Overrated or Overrated Underrated. Now I've changed the name of that. This is how clever I am. I, used, I actually used this in the Footy Show magazine in 1998. But uh, let's not get caught, down, caught up in who, who, uh, who shot who. I'm calling overrated, uh, underrated, overrated, wired and tired. See what I did there? Wired for, over, uh, for underrated and tired for overrated. And it, and it rhymes, you see? Wired and tired. Pretty cool, huh? So that's uh, that's coming up. Oh, by geez, we're going to swing in a few there. Uh, new segment, and this could probably be a podcast on its own. Uh, things I don't understand. There's a lot of things I don't understand. You know, daily, I'm coming across more and more things I don't understand. So I thought, well, let's have a segment about things I don't understand. And you can write in at snagsays at gmail.com. Tell me what you don't understand and we'll discuss it. Because there's a lot I don't understand. Uh, what else have we got? Motorcycle corner. Well, I'll touch on. I've uh, been riding a few motorbikes. A bit of fun. Back on the motorbike. Uh, love it. Happy with that. I ride like an old mile now. Um, gone in my quick days. I'm a little bit scared. A little bit sooky, but sort of taking in the sunshine. You know, I'm looking around, smelling the flowers, and all that sort of metaphorical fucking wank. Uh, what else have we got? Oh, I wanted to talk about the midterms in America. A little bit of a touch on that. Mr. Trump. <laughs> Mr. Trump, Mr. Kavanaugh. All those wonderful people over there that are running the world. Um, and, you know, mate, we might see if, you know, if you, know, you, would, uh, if you were criticising a regime, whether you'd go in and fight 15 young men in a, an embassy. And accidentally get killed. Saudis. How are we putting up with the Saudis? Why? Um, they got a lot of oil. I think I think that's got a bit to do with it. Do you? 
I just get a feeling. You know, they're cutting people's heads off. They hate women. Um, they, uh, you know, they just kill you if they don't like you. Yet they're all right. You know, they're all right. You know, a bit of oil there. Eh? So, uh, you know, what, they also had a bit to do with 9-11, but it's not, you know, it's, you've got to move out. And then, of course, Dear R. Snag. Now, I've, I've got many letters from uh, at snag, says at gmail.com. I'm saying that a lot, you see. Like ScoMo says, Fair Dinkum Power. I say it a lot, and, and it becomes subliminally imprinted in your psyche. That's what happens. I'm actually, you know, messing with your brain right now. And we might touch on a little bit of local politics. Uh, we've had a, had a few prime ministers since we spoke last time. So that's the general rundown of today, tonight, to now, Narnia time. Um, but I, I thought what we might do, we'll get started with the snag bullet. Yes, there's the sound. Now, it's a metaphorical bullet. I'm not shooting anybody. And I might change it to lash. But I might not too. Because I feel like, I don't know. I've got to think that through. Look, with Me Too and all that sort of stuff, I am completely on side with recognising that things need to change and that our attitudes and our language and the stuff we do day to day needs to kind of come under examination because we've been getting it wrong for a long time. Let's face it. Um, The further I look into Me Too, the more I realise what a sexist planet we've been for too long. But we can fix that. We can change that. So maybe it's time that I looked at Snag Bullet and went, hmm. Need to grow up a bit there. I don't know. I'm still thinking it through. All right, because I, you know, I'm not going to drop off everything that's going to offend you. Um, I refuse to do that. I, I, you know, if you get offended, bad luck. But I recognise that we need to change in a lot of areas, and particularly that Me Too stuff. Anyway, I won't get on my high horse about that. We've done a podcast on Me Too, although I'm going to do a proper serious one. I'm going to get a panel in here and we're going to look at Me Too from a whole bunch of angles because I think everyone's throwing their angle around uh, rather than maybe listening a bit, particularly the blokes, the blokes that are doing the not all men thing. For fuck's sake, we know it's not all men. Women know it's not all men. Give that the arse. Then, you know, don't, I can't understand why people feel like they have to, in order to have a position, they must back their gender. That's where we're getting it wrong, I reckon. I don't have to be in support of men. Women don't have to be in support of women. We've got to talk about the issue and the issues and the many, many, many of them. And the more people I speak to, the more I realise that massive change needs to happen. I don't think Snagstairs podcast with our 800 listeners is going to lead the way there. But look, what the fuck? We'll talk about it. So uh, let's get underway. Snag bullet. Now, oh, by gee, I could throw a few bullets around. I could throw a few lashes around. Um, There's a few that need it. But uh, one that really stuck out recently, I don't know whether you saw it. For people that didn't see it, there was a a video on YouTube of a young man mowing down, I think it was eight, emus on a country road recently um and if you don't know again emus a big bird it's like an ostrich a bit smaller 
It's a flightless bird, and we've got lots of them out in the bush here. They're part of our. They're on our coat of arms. Uh, sorry, Australians, but I'm explaining to people around the world. Don't forget, we're global here at Snakes. This, all right. So just have a little bit of an ambassadorial uh, detente, like that. Anyway, so this uh, fuck knuckle, young bloke, you know, um, I don't think he was ever going to win sale of the century. This bloke. Um, take the washing machine on the first night, champ, because uh, you got lucky. Anyway, he videoed himself running down these uh, emus, and it's pretty ugly. Uh, bang, 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 and, and the emu's a big bird. So he must have been kind of rooting his car up too a bit. He mustn't have cared about that. And uh, sort of maniacally laughing about it and... I've met blokes like that, and uh, you probably have too. There's no, he's a fuckwit. Um, maybe I'll just turn off Facebook, just one sec, because that's pretty annoying, isn't it? Hang on a sec. See how I really know what I'm doing here? You notice that? See how I really know what I'm doing? Facebook, there we go. Oh, the computer's dying too. Okay. Why Why do we put up with computers at last, you know, uh, how long? This one's, I mean, it does a bit of work. And, it's, you know, I have big pics on it and big files and that sort of stuff. So I push it pretty hard. But um, you get about 18 months out of a fucking lappy before they're starting to shit themselves. Right, Facebook's off. It's actually my birthday today. So that's why it's gone, because a lot of people are saying happy birthday, which is bloody nice. I really appreciate it. And it's my fault I didn't turn Facebook off. So don't feel bad if you sent me a happy birthday, because I actually like it. Now, where were we? Hang on. Oh, yeah, the, the bloke with the fucking emus. Anyway, bang, 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 he's knocking. Now, that must have, yeah, I think that's through. And uh, my first job was in a slaughter, I was a slaughterman in a slaughterhouse. When I was 16, and that's pretty, there's not much left to the imagination when you work there. So I know what sort of a mess that would be making. And, uh, you know, gory death, there's nothing pretty about it. There's nothing pretty. So I'm, I'm thinking of this guy, and as he hits each one of these birds, and they're big birds, I don't know what they weigh, but I would hazard they would weigh 40 kilograms each at least. Um, maybe more. I should have Googled that before we got on here. But um, So when they hit the car, there's going to be blood and guts and gear going all over the shop, beaks and bills and, uh, you know, long legs and feathers. You know, it's going to be a mess. So when you'd, you'd reckon, when you'd hit, even if you were so possessed as to hit one, that mess surely would shake you into thinking, well, that's not very nice. Well, this bloke just goes on with it. So I look at that bloke and I go, just a fuckhead. Um, And people say, oh, people can be fixed and changed and all that. Yes, they can, is the short answer to that. Um, I'd change him if I could get hold of him. But I'll bet London to a brick that bloke will be a dickhead from today forth until he puts his uh, pretty useless cue in the rack, 
bereft of achievement and devoid of talent some 50, 60, 70 years hence and makes a tree grow better. Um, that's, he's here, he's mobile compost. And when I watched that, and I'm sure if you've seen it, uh, if you haven't seen it, Google it, put it on, it's on YouTube. Emu killing bloke or something, put that in, it won't be hard. Be prepared though, it's not nice, so maybe, you know, be warned. Uh, if you watch that, I, 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 this bloke is going to be a knob from, he's just going to be a knob. You've met blokes like this before. They don't improve. Thick as two shit house doors. And for some reason there's a, there's a bit of a tie between thick masculinity and cruelty. Um, although that's unfair because I know plenty of thick people that love animals. I've just seen it a bit. I've seen this hate cats thing. The fuck, how do you hate a cat? By all means, be, you know, they might not suit you. You can't fucking hate them. I mean, you know, I don't hate cats. I don't like the way they eat things at night and stuff like that, but I don't hate cats. You know, I love a cat. I don't get pet a cat. You know, there's, there's a masculine thing about animals that is a bit weird. And if you ever have a look at, um, often serial killers were killing bugs and, and animals and cutting things off. This is a good podcast, isn't it? Cutting things off. Anyway, snag bullet back to uh, that uh, dimwit with the uh, car. He gets snag bullet because I was absolutely filled with rage when I watched what he did. Um, and you should be too. And, mate, I don't give a shit who you are, where you come from, how dumb you are. Um, oh, I don't know. You're not going to learn, are you? Maybe just, you know. No, I won't say that. I won't say that. I won't say that. So that snag bullet, uh, that friggin' wombat that killed the uh, emus. Um, you, you dickhead. And those poor, 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 poor birds. Snag bullet. Or lash. But he does need a bullet, don't you reckon? Maybe we'll stick with bullet for him. <sighs> she got wound up there a bit. Now, uh, next, what's next? Glad you asked. So you keep me on the straight now. I appreciate that. Things I don't understand. And as I say, this should be a podcast on its own. Because, honestly, you don't want to be that old bloke that decides, you know, the world doesn't suit anymore. I, don't, I never want to be that bloke. There's nothing worse than that person. Oh, in my day, all that bullshit. It's not true. The old days were pretty shit out. It's just everyone remembers the good bits. The truth of it is, I don't want to be that bloke. But more and more, there's things I don't understand. I suppose there always was things I didn't understand. There are things you don't understand? I'm sure there are. Um, don't keep them to yourself. You know, chat about them. Because uh, this is... Things Snag doesn't understand. The first thing I don't understand. I think we touched on this in a, a previous podcast, but I want to expand on it a little bit. The face a musician makes when they're really getting deeply into 
playing their instrument. Now I understand it's an otherworldly experience that mere mortals such as myself will probably never, ever know. I get that. I get that it must be transcendental to be able to play music and, and uh, it's, it's modern magic. Well, it's not even modern, is it? It's a, it's a form of magic to me and I get it totally. That said, don't pull a face. Stop pulling that fucking face. I can't listen to the notes. I'm too busy watching your ridiculous gesticulations and demonstrative facial tics. I see it with pianists. I particularly see it with your lead guitarist. Now, I don't mind a little bit of, you know, your emotions showing. I, that's good. I want your emotion. It's an emotional moment. What I don't need is you looking like there is some type of palsy or something that's hit your face. Um, I don't want you looking like you've been poisoned or someone's inserting a Strasbourg into your anus or that might be going a bit far, but I don't want to feel like I'm watching you. I want to listen to your music. I don't understand why you do it. You're not helping yourself. Um, you're not helping me. And it's a thing I don't understand. Simple as that. What else don't I understand? God, strike could go for the week. Well, let's stay on the musical front. I don't understand the conductor in an uh, orchestra. Now, he stands up there on the podium. I get he's on the podium. And everybody lords this fucker with his tails and uh, his suit and, you know, his majesty. He's got a little stick. Looks like a chopstick. I mean, it's clearly... It matters, but it's a stick. Let's don't let's not overpaint this stick. It's a stick. Up he gets, taps the little podium, and proceeds to wave it about with a degree of rhythmic uh, alacrity and uh, joie de vivre. I give you that. Yeah, I mean, it's quite it's quite a appropriate. Uh, you know, it's elegant. Stops there. It's elegant. Big deal. You're a bloke in a suit with a stick. It's the bloke with the trumpet and the timpani and the uh, saxophone and the violin and the viola and the cello who's looking at basically uh, incomprehensible braille and making beautiful music. You with your stick, you're not bringing anything. And everybody looks at him, and he—he's so important now. I don't get it. What's he doing? What is he doing? He's waving a stick. Now, I understand that. Uh, I imagine an orchestra with so many uh, players and uh, different personalities needs something to bring it all together. It's why we have sergeants. This bloke. He's like the sergeant, I guess. That's fine. He's up there waving his stick. Maybe he's keeping time. I mean, he's a what? He's a uh, aging metronome. You know, we we know to keep time. These people have been playing these audience uh, these uh, uh, instruments for quite some time. That's obvious. You don't get that good unless you play a, a lot. 
a lot, especially the you know like your full on philharmonic job, which I don't even know what that means, philharmonic. But as soon as you say it, you go, well, it's serious shit, isn't it? Philharmonic. No idea what it means, and I bet you don't either. What does philharmonic mean? Ask. You can ask someone else. You can Google it. I guarantee you don't know what philharmonic means, but it's important. Well, the bloke with the stick, he's a phil, maybe he's philharmonic. See, that's a gag. It's not funny, but it's a gag. Um, he's a bloke with a stick, and all these people are making this beautiful music, yet at the end of it, he turns to the audience with a swish, a, a degree of flamboyant abandon, and everyone goes into rapturous applause for this knob with a stick. The other people that have been banging away and, you know, the, uh, you know, their lips are worn out and, you know, they've given up hour after hour after hour learning this shit from the age of one. Now, I reckon I could get that stick and have a crack at this. Yet everybody goes into rapturous applause for the maestro with the stick. You tell me what he's doing. All right, now... You can go highfalutin and say, oh, it's all very necessary to the subtle fabric of the operation of the fucking music. I'm not buying it. He's a bloke with a stick. He's a, he is a fraud. And I don't understand him. What else don't I understand? Oh. Now, we seem to be on the arts tonight. I'm having a bit of a go at the arts, but... And I'm not a Philistine. I'm not a Philistine. I'm not from Philistia. I, I, you know, I can enjoy a bit of ballet and a touch of... Oh, I don't get opera. That's just people singing in, in WAP. Um, really, isn't it? You know, fat people singing in WAP. Um, so I don't get that. And I don't reckon you do either. Although I've heard people, they go to the opera and they start crying and stuff. So... To each his own, as the great Cicero said, to each his own, not each to his own, like people say to you. Cicero, one of the greatest politicians and philosophers of all time, please quote him correctly, to each his own. So, yeah, look, if you, if you like opera, good luck to you. And uh, I hope the Mercedes keeps going for you. Um, now, I can't understand why... When an artist is painting a, a painting, that's what you do, don't you? You paint a painting. You draw a drawing. Yeah, that's what you do. Although you throw a pot, don't you, when you're in pottery, so that changes a bit. You throw a pot. Never understand. Throw a pot. Why do you throw a pot? You don't throw it at all. I guess maybe you've got to throw it onto the wheel, you know, get it to to sit there on the wheel. That's how you throw a pot. Yeah, that must be that. Anyway, I'm getting off the tram a bit. Oh, let's get back to what we're talking about. The artist, who look, when they look at their thumb, now you're standing over there, you might be uh, you know, Archibald Prize, might be, you know, picture of you. You can understand that. You're a normal person. You look good. You've got your, uh, you've got your ways and the subtleties are written across your face of the hard and interesting life that you've led. You could very easily be, and, and it's all of us. We could all be subjects. There's something we can be, subject of a painting, no matter who you are. In fact, the rougher the melon, the probably the better. 
So if anyone wants to do me for the Archibald Prize, they should because melons don't come a whole lot rougher than this. Let me tell you. Why do you think I do podcasting? It's a, it's a nasty, nasty industrial accident, this over here. But moving on from that, how they look at their thumb and then they look at you and they apply uh, some paint to the brush uh, and then apply the brush. I don't need to tell you what, how it works. You know it works. Let's not overpaint this. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm on form, fair dinkum. I reckon I was funnier with the depression though, don't you? Uh, anyway, uh, they look at their thumb and then they paint a bit. Then they look at their thumb again. Now, what the flippin' hell is that got to do? What's the thumb got to do with the painting? I don't understand. You look at your thumb, then you look at the painting. Oh, no, I'm more informed now. I can now do that that difficult forehead area where the hair, the bangs meet the hairline because I've looked at my thumb. And why the thumb? Why not the pinky? Why not your toe? Why not your eight-day clock? I mean, why the thumb? And what are they doing? Now, some painters must be sitting out there going, listen, Snag, you idiot. The reason we do this is blah, blah, blah. And there probably is. Please, at uh, snagsays at gmail.com, artists out there, and I know I do have a lot of artists. I have a couple of um, very talented artists out there. Jen, who listens, very talented artist. Jen, can you please let me know what's going on there? All right? And do you look at your thumb? Or is it, is the thumb the uh, equivalent of the conductor's stick? I'll leave you with that. That's something I don't understand. Do you understand that? I don't understand that. Oh, one more. Another thing I don't understand. I don't understand people that want to play cards. Play cards. Now, I understand people that want to gamble. I've been known to have a little flutter myself. Nothing to worry about. It's one of the few things that I'm not, you know, don't have to do it uh, 100% and ruin my life via. Um, You know, I'm happy to have, you know, 50 bucks on a horse once every six months. But people that play cards for fun. Now, picture this. And, and I know a few people, otherwise intelligent human beings that do this. They actually sit down and play cards like it's something to do. And, you know, bridge or... or um, I can't think. What, Yuka? Yuka, they're all old school names, aren't they? Now, you can understand in the 50s, 40s, 30s, 20s, no, maybe not the 20s, the 20s were great. If we didn't have that bloody war, we would be so much further down the track, both culturally, artistically, politically. Um, we were on the tram there. Things were good in the 20s. People had it worked out. Women were liberated probably more than now. People knew how to party. There was great philosophy, art, culture. But, of course, the war took that backwards. And we delved back into a, a sea of massive austerity based around the depression and what that brought. But I'm probably moving away from what I wanted to do there. Um, yeah, cards. I, I don't actually get board games either. I'm not the right bloke for board games. Um, I once went to a night where we were playing board games with a bunch of Kez's mates and 
Kez's mates are my mates. They're fab- fabulous. All of them. Love them all. Oh, they're lifelong friends. But these people I didn't know too well and haven't seen subsequently. <laughs> no wonder. And we played Pictionary. Now, if you've ever played Pictionary, it's a bit of fun. I was only a young bloke too. And I was a little bit, you know, in your 20s where you're, you're a little bit, oh, your wick's short, you know. I've never had the longest wick. Although I, these, these days I don't, don't do me lolly at all. In fact, I don't see any reason for it. Um, but it's taken a long time to get to here. And as a young bloke, I was a bit of a angry type. Um, made good reason for that. I'll tell you all about that. I'll tell you about my upbringing in another one. But, uh, yeah, that's another story. But I, I was grumpy and, and saw things in black and white. And as you get older, you realise that things aren't black and white. Things are very grey. So, we anyway, we go along to play Pictionary. And, and I notice... One of the couples, there's a bit of cheating going on. Now it's freaking Pictionary. I look at it now and I think, well, who gives a fat rats? Why even think about it? But no, I'm watching these people cheat when I was 20 at Pictionary. It just sounds so ridiculous, doesn't it? And it's like a bindi eye in my shorts. It's just nagging me, nagging me, nagging me. And I'm getting a little bit pissed and a little bit pissed to the point where I stopped the game and out the cheating couple. Now, it seemed like a good idea at the time. It felt like, well, you know, you're bloody cheating and uh, it's not fair to the rest of us. But in the cold light of that night, when the room felt silent and I'm on my feet explaining how someone has cheated at Pictionary and my poor, darling, long-suffering, beautiful wife is going, is just shaking her head and going, "What, the, what's he doing now?" And you get halfway through the line, the uh, uh, point you want to make, and you realise, oh, "God, I'm really making a prick of myself here." So you lose all power because you don't believe in what you're saying anymore. Oh, that was just one of the things I did, and uh, embarrassed everybody, ruined the night. Very quiet trip home, if I remember quietly, in the uh, VK Calais. Uh, very quiet. But yeah, anyway, uh, board games. I can't do it. I can't sit there and play. Now, with kids, different thing. I'm happy to play a game with the kids when they were little because that was about the kids, you know. But these people want to play adult board games. Now, chess. Now, tell me about chess. I look at chess and I think there's people that are smarter than me. Again, you, you're showing off. And if you have to go down the main street and move those big chess bits, you really are showing off, aren't you? You know, knight to fucking black seven, E7. How does it work? So I don't even know how that works. Um, and chess is obviously for intelligent people and it must be very, you know, it's obviously a, a, a wander into a cerebral area that I'll never know. But stick it up your... Stick it up your jumper. That's all I can say. Stick it up your jumper, because I'm not interested. And that is things I don't understand. So if there's things you don't understand, and look, that's four of them. Uh, Snag says at gmail.com. Get involved. Let me know what you don't understand. We'll investigate it. There's a lot of stuff. I don't need to tell you. There's a lot of stuff. Jesus. 
What have we got next? Oh, yeah, uh, it's time. It's time now for Ask Snag. There's a letter in your mailbox. Now, there's been a ton of mail at snagsays at gmail.com. See, feeding your power. You're thinking about it, aren't you? You'll wake up thinking about this. There'll be post-coital discussions tonight and you won't understand why you want to write a letter to snagsays at gmail.com. That's simply because I've subliminally entered it into the conversation gently, subtly, and uh, you're hooked, mate. That's how it works. Propaganda. Snagger gander. Now, uh, what are we? What are we going to do next? Oh, we'll do. Yeah, look, I've had a lot of letters, and I, I had to, uh, I had to actually cull it down a bit. So, uh, where we've got the first one is uh, Janine from Penrith. Hello, up there in beautiful Penrith. Not beautiful, is it, Penrith? Janine, it's not beautiful at all. You probably are. I don't know. This is the beauty of podcasting. I mean, you might not have a head. I don't know. Well, you'd probably have a head. You've clearly got fingers because you typed this. Uh, Dear Snag, good start. My husband and I are almost coming to blows arguing about where we should go and what we should do for our holidays. Hmm. You've got to talk about that stuff. I mean, that's part of a marriage. We hope you can save our marriage. Jesus, Janine. Get a bit serious. Save your marriage. I wouldn't have thought it was that big a thing. But anyway, all right, you've gone to the trouble to write, so that matters. Uh, Janine says, I want to go on a Caribbean cruise 15 nights. I just want to lay by the pool with cocktails, 24-hour service and complete relaxation. That, to me, is heaven. You can understand that. Yep, laying on the... uh, on the uh, recliner there with a uh, a fluffy duck. I can understand that, Janine. She goes on to say, my nitwit spouse... Mm, sounds like there's a few, bit of, a few other problems. Um, that's probably not how you should be referring to, uh, to you know, your beloved betrothed. But I understand. My nitwit spouse wants to go to Disneyland. Well, he is a fucking idiot. Straight away, I'll tell you now. And Las Vegas. He loves to party. I'm sure he'll bungee jump on the trip too. I can't think of anything worse. What are we going to do? Over to you, Snag. Janine from Penrith. Janine, this is a toughie because there's two types of holiday and I see both sides of this. This is why people write to me because I am very balanced and uh, nuanced and, and... I don't know, not really. Um, Janine, I like the idea of laying, laying by the pool, but I've done it before. I went to Fiji with the young'uns a while ago, and I must admit, I really did enjoy it. Mind you, I was half cut by about 11.30 every day. That's the only problem. You, you think oh, I'll have a quiet, fluffy duck or a... A cosmopolitan or a Long Island iced tea, and um, before you know it, you've had four of those and you bloody could drown in the shallow end. So you've got to be a bit careful of that. Mind you, I don't mind that. You don't have to go anywhere. You've got a lovely room. Uh, you can go and have a nap. Nap, nap. Isn't a nap on a holiday a lovely thing? Three o'clock in the Arvo. Just lay on the on the big bed with those big white pillows that only hotels seem to be able to get. I can't find one anywhere. And you lay on there, it's crisp and clean, and you're just, you've got sandy feet, and you drop off to sleep, laying on top of the duvet there. 
although they say don't look at those duvets under a, a ultraviolet light because there's stuff on there you don't want to you don't want to think too hard about. But I'm talking about four star, five star luxury. Now I get that, Janine, and I could happily lie next to you. Well, no, don't get the wrong idea. Um, but I don't like the idea of a cruise. Now I have got friends that go on cruises all the time, and they swear by it, and that's fine, and I and they love it. They love it. I don't think it's for me. I haven't done it, so here's me passing judgment on something I've never done. But uh, the idea of being, being stuck on, on a boat for that long, although they do pull into port and, and you go and buy a few of the knickknacks from the local fuzzy wuzzies and, and things of that type, don't you? So, yes, you can do that sort of stuff. Um, but I, I think to myself, well, what if someone's a nitwit and they decide they're your friends? 15 nights of these people, you know, avoiding these people, hiding, you know, behind the... Uh, life preserver and uh, ducking and weaving as you wobble down those skinny corridors. I might have it wrong. And I picture salmon-coloured decor too. Now, that could be wrong as well. I don't know. Um, I I picture rowdy footy guys. And uh, I don't need that. I was one, but I don't need one. So I'm not a big fan of the idea of the cruise. Now, having said that, it may be fantastic, but... more your point is more that you would like a quiet relaxed holiday and i get that janine and you deserve it because you're a very nice person you've worked very hard now i also understand the allure of disneyland and once again i've never been but by geez i wouldn't mind going and and look your at least your hubby's a bit of a bright spark there's a lot of flat ass nobodies that don't want to do anything well this bloke he wants to hold his hands in the air as he goes down the world's biggest uh, roller coaster. He wants to get on the Pirates of the Caribbean. He wants a photo with Minnie Mouse. So, you know, I think he's got a bit about him. So I, I wouldn't be too quick to write him off. But he wants to do that. He wants to bungee jump. Well, I've bungee jumped. Um, I, but I was a young fella. I probably wouldn't do it again. Um, but I understand he wants to do that. Uh, I'm going to be controversial. Janine... I would go on the cruise by myself, where are you, and send uh, uh, Walter, or whatever his name is, over to Disneyland to run around with Goofy and uh, take photos and ride the roller coasters, merry-go-rounds, and generally enjoy the revelry and merriment on offer there at uh, Anaheim. Do it separately. You go, lay around like a slug. He can go and bungee jump to his heart's content. I'm suggesting separate holidays. Controversial? Yes. That's what I'd be doing, Janine, from Penrith. But I do thank you for that letter. It was a good letter. It was well put. I hope this isn't your marriage. You're saying it's your marriage at stake here. I'm really, uh, I'm hoping that's not the case. Now, letter two. Let's have a look. Hmm. Dear Snag. This is from Steve from Sunshine. G'day, Steve. I like the alliteration too. Steve from Sunshine. It's a fluke how often that happens. Janine from Penrith didn't do it. Uh, Dear Snag, I trust you all well. Yes, thank you, Steve, very well. You don't give a shit about that. That's just a way of leading into the letter, isn't it? Be honest. Love the podcast. And he's done that with lots of O's. Flamboyant, I think he is. 
In fact, I think of you when I go to bed at night. Mm. Fair enough, Steve. Uh, I'm all right with all that. I don't. I understand that. I, charisma knows no gender. There are no bounds to the people I reach. And Steve, you're only human. Anyway, let's get back to this. Uh, Steve says, what's your position on people dumping their dog turd bags in other people's bins? I had a massive blue with his majesty in number 32 over this. He reckons the owner of the dog also owns the crap. Interesting. Interesting philosophical question, he says. Whose shit is it when? Over to you, Guru. Well, Steve from Sunshine. First of all, thanks for the kind words, Steve. I'm uh, I'm rampantly heterosexual, but um, I often wish I wasn't. Uh, anyway, moving on. Oh, this is a hard one because any people that know me, I have a brown Labrador named Millie who is uh, actually produces alchemy. I put two loads of food in and four come out the other end. So I know what you're talking about. She can leave a steaming yu yang. Uh, at any any given point. So I understand the dilemma. But I do pick it up because I think, well, in my area they do uh, the kindly uh, 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 provides bags. And I figured, well, if they're going to provide bags, I should pick it up. And there's so many bloody dogs down here at Ocean Grove that you've got to pick it up. Otherwise we'd be skating around in bloody uh, doggy do left, right and centre. And uh, there's nothing worse than a bit of doggy do on the clutch. Remember those days? Oof. Jesus. There's no hiding that. So I do pick up my dog uh, droppings, and uh, so should you. Now, it sounds like you do, Steve. It's obvious you're doing the right thing. You're picking up the, the uh, Barker's eggs. I often drop my dog turds into other people's bins. And I know other people do it in mine. Because walking around with a bag of shit is not good. Steve. Uh, His Majesty number 32 needs to understand that people don't want to walk around with a bag of shit. Now, there's a few things you've got to do. Now, when you pick up the said uh, excrement, You've got to tie the bag quickly at the top. So there's, we're talking, if you do it right, there's no, you, you, there is no human contact with the, uh, the warm gear. There's no contact. You don't get anywhere near it. So you've got to have a bit of a technique there, and that's put your hand inside the bag and like a puppet, like a sock puppet, place it over the excrement, uh, wrap your fingers up under the, uh, the the load, pull it back through, and very quickly tie the top. You now have a self-contained bag of crap that doesn't smell. There's none on you. There's none on the externals at the back. I've got very good at it. I can do it both hands. I'm an ambidextrous uh, turd picker. If you know anyone wants it, it's on my business card. And that's uh, so we've got, we've now got a bag that is self-contained and not smelly or anything. And all you got to do is drop it in a bin now because you don't want a a good-looking lass comes through the park and there's you with a steaming bag of Millie bloody uh, manure. Um, 
it's not it's just not conducive to you know uh, a a harmonious uh, suburban living now I see people put turds in my bin I know they're in there because when I you know go out to put out you know a couple of bottles in the recycle a nice blue nun or a a uh, Benine Moselle empty bottle I look in there and uh, lo and behold there's a bag now I don't go well who did that you prick I just go well you know he's got a dog she's got a dog non-gender specific me too dog too uh, so uh, he's, a, he's a prick I mean if you're not doing the bag up Steve as I you know using the technique that I've aforementioned you could be having a smelly bag. Now, if you've got a smelly bag, no one wants a smelly bag, let's be honest. There's no win for anyone in a smelly bag. And when you drop it in his bin, if he's opening up and he's getting a nasty woof of used pell, um, you can sort of understand why he's not happy. So I'm going to assume that you are doing up your bag uh, correctly, Steve. And if you are, uh, I don't think he's got a case. I think uh, just keep dropping your bag in there. Um, yeah, just drop your bag into his bin whenever you feel like it. Uh, mind you, he could be, he might want to, he might be a big bloke and might not see it your way. If he gets physical, I would, I'd be moving over to number 34. And, and look, mix it up a bit. Why do you, do you have to put your shit in his bin? Are, are you, Steve, are you doing it willfully now this draws into question steve you as a bloke are you purposely going over there to number 32 and uh using his receptacle to uh rid yourself of your canines uh detritus if that's the case you've got to look harder steve because it's not about him you've got a dog turd uh issue and uh, you're not being neighbourly. So look to yourself. Look inward, Steve. Whenever I've got a dog turd thing, I look inward. Look inward. So only two letters. That's it for uh, Ask Snag. Uh, please keep those letters coming in at snag says at gmail.com. We've got tons of letters in there. Please, and I love getting up in the morning and going straight to the... Uh, the internet and uh, just, you know, fishing through the mountains of correspondence that finds its way into my uh, burgeoning inbox. So keep that up. Now, where are we now? Oh, yes. Another little segment for you. We've got a few segments tonight. I hope you like segments. I like doing segments. Hopefully you like hearing them. Wired and Tired. Hmm. So Wired and Tired, for those that might not be aware, is things that are underrated and things that are overrated. Hence, Wired and Tired. Clever, huh? I'm just going to have a drink of this coffee. It's getting cold. I'm drinking, I'm drinking uh, instant coffee again. I don't mind it. And I'm a coffee snob. I like good coffee. But, you know, I think uh, the old 43 Bean... It gets a rough trot. I think it's been underrated for too long. Anyway, we're doing underrated. 
that's confusing things, Greg. Uh, underrated. Well, this, this isn't so much underrated. This is more wide. This is someone that's really hot, and, and I don't mean hot in a sexy way. Stop. You're always thinking about your bloody toilet region, aren't you? Get out of there. Get above the belt, sunshine. As the great Thomas Dolby once told us. Uh, I think Jacinta Ardern is just magnificent. She's not underrated, but she's definitely wired. What a what a breath of fresh air to world politics. Um, she is a mother. Uh, not that that matters, but um, she has gender-specific qualities as well as being a wonderful statesperson. She clearly really cares about her people. And the speech she recently delivered... Where was that? Uh, I can't remember. It might have been the UN. Whatever. I think it was the UN. Uh, where she talked about compassion and openness and that sort of stuff. And to take a serious moment, this is what we need right now. Uh, you know, refugees and people that are struggling and coming from horrible, horrible backgrounds to try to live a better life. They need compassion. They need love. They need understanding. And... And they need somewhere to live. And there's not many of them. Don't fall for the trap that there's heaps. There's not heaps. There's not an issue. These people are people. And Jacinda, Jacinta, Jacinta Ardern, throws me a bit, the D and the T. She uh, clearly is taking New Zealand to a, a higher cerebral plane, a higher cultural position in the world, uh, a compassionate, open, understanding uh, view of both her people and New Zealand's position in the world. And I applaud New Zealand. Fabulous. Well done, Kiwis. Um, and well done for electing her. She's a wonder. Uh, she's a world leader. She's a opinion leader. And she's a compassionate human being. And I am absolutely... Uh, besotted at her leadership. Good on you, Jacinta. You're showing us the way. So she's wide. They got a bit serious, didn't it? You all right now? Don't worry. I'll fuck around again. Uh, tired. Jermaine Greer. Oh, Jermaine. Jesus, Jermaine. Now, Jermaine Greer was a thought leader in the 70s and uh, I applaud some of her thinking, particularly with her, her strength of character to get up and say what she said when it was hard to do. But, uh, she was a, a strong advocate for women's rights at a time when it mattered. But she's gone off the boil. She's gone berserk. Some of the stuff she comes out with now is just just claptrap. Claptrap. Having a go at the Me Too movement and, uh, you know, basically saying that, you know, women should harden up and and cop the uh, ministrations of men that are, uh, you know, stepping outside the bounds of good taste in order to take advantage of them. Jermaine, there comes a time, and I'll reach it, and I may be there, but you are irrelevant, my dear. You are tired. It's time to, you know... Perhaps play a bit of play a bit of patonk. Um, you know, get to bed early with a good book, and fade away, Jermaine, because you are full of shit. Wired back to wired. 
you know what's wired? What things I really, something I really love, big dogs. I love big dogs. Big, bounding, fun-loving, tail-wagging, tongue-hanging out, goofy big dogs that want to run and jump and play and talk to you and have fun. And I've got one of them. Um, they're magnificent. I love them. Love them. I want to pat them. I want to run with them. I want to talk to them. I just love a big dog. And, and they, you know, they can slather a bit. And Is that the right word, slather? Slobber. They slobber a bit. And, and I have mentioned Millie's output being uh, uh, magic, really. Making two in, three out. I don't know how she does it. Big dogs, fantastic. You know what? He's tired. I reckon you've seen his one coming. Small dogs. Mm. Small, yappity, little, fluffy shitmen. They are. I call them dog food. And I'm not talking about... I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Jack Russell man and that kind of dog. Oh, yeah, they're good. Because they're little dogs that think they're big dogs. It's that yappity, little, tiny, bulging-eyed fuck-knuckle that people carry about and it's got a bit of arthritis and it's nervous and it wants to bite you and it yaps. They're always the one that start the blues, the little ones. Uh, Millie could eat four of them in one bloody gulp, but she doesn't. Um, and the people that own them seem a bit pinched to me. I want to know what their daddy did to them, people that own small dogs. I'm not a fan. Um, as I say, your Jack Russell, Foxies, you know, the, the dog that wants to be in things and do stuff, yeah, that's cool, I'm into it. But those fluffy little tiny bloody pains in the ass, no good. Get rid of them. They're tired. Wired books. Books are coming back, you know. There's something about a book. Now, this is going to sound like an old tosser, but you know when you get a book and you smell it? It's got a smell. You can smell the ink. You can see the typeface. Nine point times Roman. Perhaps a little bit of Bodoni. A touch of Garamond. Uh, typefaces, serifs. The whole thing, it's sexy. You read a book, you pick it up, you delve into somebody's thoughts. Someone conveys via an inanimate object an entire world to you. It sparks your imagination, it takes you to other places, it makes you think. It's a wondrous thing, the book. And I love books. And if I had my way, I'd have 10 million of them. I haven't. But I love books and I think people are starting to get the book thing again. I certainly hope so because I've got a, a printing background and I love the idea of printing and I understand it. I know how it works. Books. The portability of a book. Just tuck, chuck it in your glove box. Read it in the bog. Fabulous. Now, you know what's not wired in regard to that sort of thing? And I, people will laugh when I say this because I am a social media animal. I like it. Facebook. I'm really over it. I need Facebook because it promotes, Snag says, um, allows me to reach an audience. I don't know why I care because I'm not making dollar squat out of it. But I, I am a fairly regular social media user. And I get social media. I think it, in the main it's good. But Facebook's really gone 
stupid. No wonder the kids are using Instagram. Um, they were using Snapchat, but they've worked out that there's no such thing as hiding what you wrote. Um, Facebook is used by older people like me, and it is actually, its uptake has completely dropped away. And that's because they want to tell you what to do. Um, you're actually being indoctrinated. Uh, the algorithm is telling you exactly what it wants you to know. It chooses who you talk to or to whom you talk. Please don't end, to end a paragraph with a preposition. That annoys me. To whom you talk is governed by a machine. That really annoys me. Most social media is using you. Um, I can remember years ago when a uh, political party, I think it was the Liberals, was uh, proposing a thing called the Australia Card. Now that was basically a card that had your number on it, taxation, blah, blah, blah. People vehemently, vehemently, guns in the streets opposed it and it was voted down in the Senate And they, because they thought it was an invasion of privacy. Now look at the info we happily put out into the street via Facebook. And I do, I'm guilty, guilty as charged. One of the worst. Um, frightening. And I reckon the end of the world is going to be if climate change doesn't get us and we're all drowning uh it'll be um a meltdown a cyber meltdown will become so reliant and someone will turn it off and that'll be that so i mean it's a bit of a long bow to draw from facebook to the end of the world but uh, you know where i'm coming from so i'd give facebook the arse i mean i so consider it so often but i need it for the brand it's good for me you know i'm a journalist i need to be out there if I could sack it, I'd sack it tomorrow. That's tired. I'll tell you what else is wired. I really like Netflix. Netflix. Do you like Netflix? Oh, flip, I like Netflix. Television's become so good. I mean, it's the new movie, isn't it? You can really watch a story develop. 10, 12 episodes, 3, 4, 5, 6 seasons. You get to know the characters. You watch them age. You age with them. Uh, you can have a complex plot. Uh, intricacies that you can't uh, either in a movie or uh, uh, via a short television show uh, I love Netflix I think it's fantastic and it's also given plenty of actors work uh, great contributors I love it I'll tell you what I don't like Foxtel and I've got Foxtel Foxtel is a bunch of dicks it's a bag of dicks it's expensive and 90% of it's crap. It's recycled. Uh, I see the same thing over and over. I got it because I like MotoGP. And I, you know, it's worth it for that to me. But seriously, uh, Big Bang Theory is on eight stations, 24-7 just about. Big Bang Theory, thanks. Hogan's Heroes. Oh, beauty. Thank Christ for Hogan's Heroes. Nothing wrong with Hogan's heroes, although Bob Crane was... What was he doing? Tying up his dick and some porn. Something about Bob Crane. Let's Google that, will you? He did something. Uh, yeah, so uh, completely and utterly rubbish, Foxtel. Absolute rubbish. Uh, by gee, we're smacking out the uh, segments today, aren't we? Uh, now, uh, Motorcycle Corner. I know my motorcycle friends wait for this bit. 
probably bores the rest of your shitless. I won't be, uh, won't overdo it, but uh, I've been riding Harley Davidson's FXDR114, which is the uh, latest in their range of bikes for 2020. And it's a, it's a big rocket cruiser. Um, it's basically a power cruiser. Eight-valve Milwaukee 8 engine uh, in a long sledded, uh, yeah, power cruiser, really. It's uh, expensive. It's at 34000 dollars right away. Uh, and it's designed as, I reckon, a Diavel, Ducati Diavel, uh, competitor, uh, big 240 section rear tyre, it's a big uh, presence bike, I like it, uh, it's quick, uh, lots of torque, 106 newton metres at 3500 RPM, so uh, point to point, it's a pretty quick thing, uh, I noticed that Harley Davidson is uh, claiming that it will come out with a hundred new models in the next 10 years which is quite quite a big uh, call but they are on track to do that i've enjoyed that bike um i rode it uh all over the shop uh, there's a few little shortcomings uh, i don't like the fact i can't take a pee in i don't like the fact that uh the instruments are too small and hard to read but uh all in all a good thing so I'm not going to go on and on with Motorcycle Corner because I know a lot of... I get a bit of drop-off there. But uh, for you motorbike heads, if you want more, snag says at gmail.com. Let me know what you want to t- me to test. Let me know what you want me to talk about. I'm even thinking about maybe doing a motorcycle-only podcast. So if you like the idea of that, let's have a chat. All right. That's about the size of it for tonight. Gee, a, we've got through it pretty quick, didn't we? Uh, what have we got? 70 minutes. Hmm. James Brandt will enjoy that. That's about long enough for him to mow the lawn. He tells me that he listens to a podcast while he mows the lawn. My friend Chris Harris, same. I seem to be a lawn mowing type of arrangement. Uh, I think it's time out. But I've got a lot of female listeners, which is great. I mean, I, 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 want, uh, I, I don't want to be gender specific. I just want to reach as many people as I can. Actually, I don't give a shit who listens, really. Um, you know, I can claim a few things on tax doing this. No, I actually love it. I love the chance to talk to you. Um, and uh, I hope yeah, there's a little bit of entertainment. So I'm good. Life's good. Summer's coming. I'm going to try and do this weekly. Okay, and that's W E K L Y for you smart asses. Uh, I'm already doing it weekly. W E A K L Y. I know that. So. I'm getting my shit together. I'm pretty fit. Uh, I'm pretty good. Kids are good. Dog's good. Summer's good. Ocean Grove's good. But there's only one thing you need to remember. Just don't let the bastards get to you. All right? What's up? See ya. Podcast over.